Well, good morning, everybody. I love this time of the year. Not for the presents, but just because we get a time to sort of reflect on what's been and look forward to what's coming. And uh, when Kirk um, allocated the preaching roster, he, he's always kind to me and he usually gives me a, a, a go at the end of the year or the start of the year and he, he knows that I get excited about that, so thank you. Um, the, the other thing is that he, he suggested that the title for today should be Ending to Begin. And um, in my own personal life, I've been looking to a new thing coming. And I thought I'd be here today saying the new thing has come, but it hasn't yet. So I just thought I'd let you know that. Um, but I'm looking forward to what God is, do is going to do because he continues to ignite in my heart a sense of expectation that God is always good and I'm looking forward to what it is that he's going to do, whatever it is. I remember when I turned 50, which is a few years ago now, the Lord showed me that my best good ideas on my best day didn't hold a candle to his worst ideas for me in the future. And I, and I, wanna, I just want to say thank you, Lord, that that's been so true. I have good ideas, but his ideas that just blow them away. So today it's a time to look back with thanksgiving to all of God's goodness and we've sang about it and it's a time to look forward with confidence and hope for life in all its fullness depending on the grace of God which is ours in and through Jesus. I asked the Lord what it was that he wanted to say to us today. And he said, David, he calls me David because that's my name. He said, David, I want you to encourage everybody to embrace grace for the next decade. To embrace grace. So when Grace, felt, when, uh, grace uh, and Anthony came in this morning, I went up and embraced grace. And I said, this is a sign of what's going to come. So if you want to all rush up and give Grace a hug later, that's a, a, check with her first. But, you know, anyway. Um, but there's this sense of expectation and, and, and as I'd been preparing my notes, I wasn't necessarily talking to people about it, but we meet here on a Saturday morning for prayer, a few of us, every Saturday and recently some new folk have joined us and, and one of whom is, is Monica who's standing up the back there nursing her baby right now and she wasn't able to come yesterday but she sent through a scripture that she thought was relevant and what she didn't know is it was the scripture I wanted to preach about today. It's a scripture in, in, um, uh, in John's Gospel, it's John chapter 1, and it's reading from verses 14 through 18. And in the NIV, this is what it says. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testifies concerning him. He cries out saying, This is, was he of whom I said, He who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. This is John the Baptist. From the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came in Jesus Christ. 
When I looked at my notes in the study Bible, uh, 1.16 says, one blessing after another, literally grace upon grace. Grace piled upon grace in the experiences of the Christian life. And then it says, 1.17, though grace was manifest in the Old Testament, it was but a candle compared to the brightness of grace that appeared in the Incarnation. Grace is the unmerited favour of God and is the basis of our salvation, justification, election, faith and spiritual gifts. So if you needed to have a, a holding point for everything, it is grace. And we see here that the, 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 the uh, commentators have said grace in the Old Testament is like a candle compared to the brilliance of grace that's released and that we see in Jesus Christ. And I, and I want to encourage you to not live in the candlelight, but to live in the brilliance of the light of the grace of Jesus. And that's part of what the Lord was saying. He said, it's time to end a year to begin a new year. We end a decade to begin a new decade. We end a life season to enter a new life season. But most important of all, the Lord wants us to end a way of thinking to embrace a new way of thinking, because we have a we live in we live in what we are, what we would call paradigms of understanding. Where the way we see the world and the way we see God, we have that as our way of reference for life. And I believe the Lord is saying it's time to move from the old paradigm into the new paradigm, to move from the old way of understanding grace into the new way of understanding grace. Move from the candlelight to the brilliance of the grace of Jesus that comes to us from the Father through Jesus. It's, it's, it's literally chalk and cheese. It's candlelight versus brilliance and illumination. And for many people, the church, we, we live in this space that is part of the old way of understanding God's grace. We, we kind of straddle the fence, and this is part of what Neil's probably going to talk about when he comes to look at the covenants, but we, we kind of live partly in the old covenant understanding of grace, where we think we have to be in a particular way in our behaviour or our understanding to be okay to receive the full grace of God. The word grace in the, in the Bible, and the, the, the Greek word for grace uh, kairos is also the word for favour. So where we talk about grace, we're talking about God's favour as well as God, we would call the word, we can exchange the word grace for favour. And so God wants us to live in and under his favour, to know that we are God's favourites, as some of my friends would tell me, that we are all people who live in that expression of God's love towards us. And when we come to the end of a year, we make New Year's resolutions, don't we? Well, I don't anymore because I gave up a long time ago. Um, I make them every day because they last about 24 hours if I'm lucky. So, but it's a matter of saying, okay, we're coming to this time when we look back and we go, wow, thank you, Lord. But now in the future, I want to be really, really like this for you or really, really like this for what I do and what I don't do. And, but today, the challenge is to... Leave behind the old way of thinking and the old ways of relationship. And my challenge to you, and I believe it's a challenge from the Lord, is to embrace the God way for the decade ahead. The proposal is that we choose to embrace grace 
as the platform or foundation for all our relationships in the days that are before us. You might say, okay, that's not too difficult, but embrace grace for all our relationships. You can't do that without the Holy Spirit. You cannot do that without the Holy Spirit because as much as I love all of you, some of you really get up my nose sometimes. But grace gets past that. Grace gets past that. Judgment and control gets in the road of grace. And judgment and control is what was fed into the people of, of, of Israel before Jesus came. You see, the cross is the great grace event. Jesus changed everything when he came and when he died on the cross and was resurrected. We have marched into with him this new paradigm of grace. He's done it all. He's made it all right with the Father for us. But what he's in, inviting us into at the start of this new decade that's ahead of us, or as much of the decade as we're going to have, I, I mean, I don't know whether I'm going to see it out. I think I will, but it's however much time we have ahead, there's this grace from God that he wants us to live in, to understand, and to then express towards one another. The proposal is that we choose grace. It was proclaimed by the angels, peace to those on whom God's favour or grace rests. The cross is a message that the world doesn't understand. You see people walking around with a cross on them. And the other day we were in the car, I've been totally spoilt by my children and grandchildren this last week. And, and Kirk and Nicole and Jody and Matt and the kids invited me to go and see Jumanji 2. And I didn't ever see Jumanji 1, so I didn't know what it was all about. But thankfully, Caitlin gave me a, a rundown on the way, you know, well, at the start of the movie. She said, Pop, this is a video game. I said, huh? How does that work? Anyway, I, I caught on pretty quickly and I had a ball. But as, as part of the day, we were, we were going on from there and uh, Luke, who's not here this morning, I don't think, is working, okay. Luke said, hey, Dad, we're in the car coming home. And they, they spoil me. They picked me up and took me. I, I, yeah, I love it. And I thank them for it. But he said, hey, Dad. And Kirk said, yep. He said, I think I want to get a tattoo. And uh, Kirk said, yeah. What, what do you want to get? He said, I want to get a cross. And Kirk said, so why do you want to get a cross? He said, oh, I just want to get a cross. He said, well, if you get a cross and people ask you what you've got it for or what it means, what are you going to say? And he said, oh, well, you know, and Kirk said, well, you know, I think you really need to know what you want to get a cross for if you're going to get a cross tattooed on you so that you can explain to people this means something. This is why I got it. And the conversation went on from there and, you know, there wasn't an ending to it except that his father with great wisdom said, well, when you worked it out, let's have another talk about it. But to me, that's, that's an important point. A lot of people don't understand what the cross means. They see Christians walking around or people walking around wearing a cross, but what does it really mean? The world does not understand. And you know what? A lot of the church does not understand what the cross stands for. It stands for a paradigm shift. It stands for it was effort on our part to now it's all been done for me. In terms of our intimacy with God, And that is a power 
that nothing can change. And you know what? The darkness does not understand it. The enemy does not understand grace. He understands law, he understands control, but he doesn't understand grace. So if you want to deal with the darkness, go forward in grace and you will smash the enemy's walls down because he can't, he can't cope with grace. He's got to have control. He's got to have a paradigm that is, fits the boxes. My life doesn't fit any box other than God's box. And that's a big box. It is grace from him to me. And the challenge and the invitation is for us as the church to be graceful within the church to the church. Lots of the church is not graceful towards other parts of the church. One of the things about the vineyard was that we believed that when the vineyard movement began, it was to bless the body of Jesus. That was a big part of the call on the vineyard movement. And that's why a big part of the initial vineyard was music that went out to the whole world and it blessed the body of Jesus. It was a movement of grace that we would give away. And, and I don't know whether you know the story, but in the early days of the vineyard, when they didn't have a lot, but there was, they got a brand new grand piano, which was something really special. And then there was a new church started down the road. It wasn't a vineyard. And John Wimber gave them a brand new grand piano because they didn't have anything for worship. That's the heart of this church. That's the heart of this movement. It's a movement birthed in grace. And we need to hold on to that part of our DNA. And as we go forward, if we step into the paradigm that's embracing grace, we will look at the world through God's eyes through the Holy Spirit, not ours. So we need not only to be kind to one another here, but to be kind to the church, big church, and to keep praying for big church. We do that here, but do you do it at home? This is not a Q&A time, but it's an encouragement. Pray for the church of Jesus Christ wherever it may be so that God will bless other parts of his body. And then the church, when it when it comes alive to grace, it can be graceful to the rest of the world. And that's where we'll beat the world. We won't beat it with laws and we won't beat it with, with standing on, on, a, on a hill and, and smacking it around. We can in prayer, definitely, in the, in the power of the spirit. We can take steps to hold the enemy's hordes back in the spirit. But the world will respond to grace. They, they don't, the world doesn't understand it. But we're the church and we're the grace people of God as we embrace grace. Jesus said before his death and resurrection in John 12, unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much seed. We need to die to the old paradigm of religion and control and embrace grace as the new paradigm. This old way is encouraged by many in the world and the church because it helps keep order and control. It's the way of judgment and control through laws and mechanisms of control. So we get to judge, we get to determine, we get to say that's right and that's wrong. There's, I'm not saying we don't discern, but we have to be careful that we don't come at it from a judgmental point of view. We need to come at it from a grace perspective. Sometimes we judge according to our godly wisdom, which in fact is not, often God, is not always godly. It's, it's a, a twisted truth that the enemy's gotten hold of. We all sin. We have all sinned and we all fallen short of the glory of God. But the grace that has come to us has been released to us for us to embrace freedom and life. And as that said 
in the bottom here. Uh, the grace is the unmerited favour of God and is the basis of our salvation, justification, election, faith and spiritual gifts. You know, it's the key that opens the door to all of that. For us from God and for others from us. We're meant to be distributors of grace. So Jesus invites us to end the old paradigm platform at the end of this year. Well, today's a good day. Haven't got to wait till the end of the year. And begin the adventure of living and doing church and family on the platform of grace. With the grace paradigm, we see with Holy Spirit wisdom and vision. We see people as God sees people. When God looks at me, he smiles. He's often smiling because I've done something dumb, but he still smiles. When he looks at you, he smiles. Even in the middle of your worst moment, God is looking at you and smiling because he made you to love. When you've got kids, you work that out early on. You know, they're made to love, even though sometimes they don't do things that release love from you. Sometimes the, the, the responses are not necessarily godly. But underneath that is a platform of love that if you tried to take one of them out, then that, then that whole thing changes and there's no way you're going to get to touch them. That's, that's what grace does. It, it, it holds powerfully to the love that God wants to express through us. So we're invited to embrace the paradigm of grace and to be reflectors of that grace towards others. We can't do it by external effort. It can only come from inside. And that's where we cut through the darkness and reach into the person or the circumstances with God's grace. So let grace finish the old paradigm of judgment and control in us. Let it die, let it become old, let it become something that's not who I am anymore. The paradigm of grace as a platform for our journey of Jesus' people into the next decade is important, I believe, and is on God's heart for us. And you say, how do I see, how do I, how do I act? What, what does that look like? Well, it looks like Jesus. And it looks like how Jesus had his relationship with the Father. And if we go to John 5, 19, what's it say? It says, Jesus said, I only do what I see the Father doing. And, you know, the doing word seems to come up strongly in that. But there's a word that says, I only do what I see the Father doing. In other words... We need to ask the Father to show us what he's doing, that we can join in with that. The doing comes out of the seeing. The doing comes out of the seeing. So we need to ask for God to let us see what he's doing. And I believe that we're seeing God saying that he wants to do grace. Now I want to get... Wendy, are you still here? Yes. She hates this, but this morning when we were out the back praying... There was a picture that Wendy had. Would you please come and share it? Because I believe this, you know, I just love it when God puts all the pieces together, you know? The, the, the word yesterday that Monica uh, sent down and, and, and this morning as we were praying in there, Wendy had a picture. Would you please share it? This morning I just saw like drops coming out of heaven, but they were really big drops that size drops and they were landing on all of us here this morning and they were landing on the seats beside us and then it started to drop like a torrential 
rainfall of these huge drops that were all silvery coloured and, and they deposited this beautiful silver something over us and it, as it kept pouring out from heaven, I saw it running out the doors out of the church and I felt like the Lord was saying, put our hands out and embrace what he's dropping on us today and embrace it and, and let it soak in. Thanks, Wendy. Embrace what the Lord's pouring out, which I believe is his grace upon us. These are, these are pictures from the Lord and words from the Lord that he sovereignly puts together. And, 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 and you're here today to be a recipient of this blessing from heaven, from the Father's heart. And, and if you want to embrace grace, which is the paradigm platform to go forward, and, and as Kirk when, when Wendy shared that, Kirk reminded us that next year is our silver anniversary as a church, 25 years. And so this big, th these are big drops. They, they were big enough that as one hit you, it would, it would drench you. And there were all these drops coming and they, they were silver, not gold. And it's like, it's a season of silver blessing. It's God's, God knows where we're at. He knows the time and he knows the timing. He's sovereignly given us words and pictures and references that are saying in the future, going forward, ne from next year on, I want you to embrace the grace. And he's going to pour it out. He's going to start today. We're going to ask him for it before we're finished. So when we say, Lord, show us what you're doing, I want to see. He shows us pictures like that. And I want to encourage you to ask the Lord for pictures. Ask him to show you what he's doing so that you can join in with that but starting from a platform that we stand on, which is a paradigm shift from candlelight to brilliance and illumination in the grace of God that we have received in and through Jesus Christ. You want in that? I think that's something good. I think that's something from the Lord for us to go forward into the next decade as a church. So why don't, we, why don't we stand and pray? And um, I think I've actually achieved a miracle. I didn't go too long. <laughs> I said this morning to Carol, she said, oh, it's cooler. I said, great, I can talk longer. She said, no. I said, oh, okay. <laughs> but, you know, there was grace in that response from her. <laughs> there was, there was. She loves me. I know it was a graceful response. And by the way, before we pray for the grace to fall, it's Carol's birthday today. <laughs> she's, she's a pretty awesome woman. So um, the, this, this grace from God is, is for all of us. And that picture that was there this morning was for all of us. So I'm going to ask for two things for God to do here. One is that he would help us to see, to show us what he's doing, that we could get the eyes of the Spirit, which is the Spirit of God, who is one of the three, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, who knows what the Son's doing, knows what the Father's doing, and will show us what the Father is going to do, that we can join with that. So we'll ask for spiritual eyes to see what the Father's doing, and then to receive the grace that we need to execute in Jesus name so father thank you holy spirit just come <clears throat>
Mm. Thank you for your awesomeness, Lord. Thank you that you don't want us to live in the, in the half-light of your revelation, but you want us to live in the full power glare of the illumination that brings life and light to the world. So, Father, today we ask that you would allow us in your mercy and in your grace to see what you're doing, that we can put our hand to that, that we can put our hearts to that, that we could bring grace to that, that we would be a people with 2020 vision, Lord, but not just in the natural but in the spirit, that you would show us, Lord, what you're saying and doing, that we might join in with that. Lord, that nothing of the world would have power to stop us seeing. Because, Lord, we hold onto your hand, Jesus, and you have overcome the darkness. And we say, Lord, let the light of your grace illumine our vision, that we would be people that would see what the Father's doing, and we would be like you, Jesus, and only do what we see the Father doing. <coughs> So, Holy Spirit, come. <laughs> and, Lord, in your mercy, Lord, wash the scales off our spiritual eyes. Lord, cleanse our spiritual eyes from all the things that they've seen which would argue with the truth of your grace for us. <laughs> Lord, this morning we ask that there would be a... Re a, a, a our hearts would be turned to want to receive what you want to give us, Lord. Not what we think we want, but what you want to give us, Lord. And Lord, you've shown these huge drops of grace. Ah, and we say, yes, Lord, let the grace come. Let it come, Lord. Come now, Holy Spirit. Bring this outpouring of grace upon us, Lord, that will change us, that will wash off all of the old paradigm and understanding and release into us this grace awakening, Lord, that we, Lord, would stand in the truth of that grace. And, Lord, when we say, bless you, we are saying, Lord, let your favour come upon people. Let your grace be upon people. Lord, that we would be expressions of your life that only comes from being held by you. So Holy Spirit, do your thing in each heart here today. And we thank you, Lord, that you are faithful. 